I would like to be traded to any other team but the New England Patriots. Big brain predictions. That's what I got. Take it off, sir. This Washington football team beat the Steelers. And that person. EDP. Yes, but if we lose this game, I firmly believe we do not need to make playoffs. So Don't you ever disrespect me. <laughs> <laughs> And if you know anything about the show, anytime Millen is trying to guide the show, we are on a very bad stage of the show. <laughs> oh, we are, we are driftwood at that yep. point. If oh. I'm, if if I'm guiding the ship, it's already broken apart, and we're just hanging on. We're just One of trying pieces. to find land. That driftwood. So, folks. <laughs> You have yet to say anything about sports so far since we started the show. <laughs> we are not the only show on this YouTube channel. There's uh, obviously this one. There's a bunch of other shows like Bush League Podcast, Uncensored Mics. Pretty sure those are the only two shows that are also currently going right now. So it's the only show I'll mention. Uh, but yeah, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, please do. You can keep up with this show and all the rest of them. Our show live streams every Wednesday at 9.30 in the evening Eastern Time. So come on out. Join the live chat where we've got friends like G-Money in there holding it down as he does every single week. We will actually, as long as everything goes smoothly, no technological issues, we will have G-Money joining us in the second half of the show. Fingers crossed. Can't wait for that. Uh, you can also see... No uh, promises with that. <laughs> You can also see our uh, friendly neighborhood Nestor in the chat from time to time. <laughs> say that like he's Man, you just made him <laughs> sound like a stray cat on a sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a Dolphins Damn. fan, so <laughs> you can do whatever you want with that information. <laughs> if you just if you just heard what you just said, friendly neighborhood Nestor, you close your eyes, you picture like an orange-haired, mangly-looking. <laughs> Hat, I mean, dolphin's hat on. Jeez, yeah, that's what you have to look forward to in this chat. So, but yet he comes after me every week. (laughs) I'm not the one calling him a homeless cat, but he comes after me every week. Uh, I think that's it for mentioning stuff. So, if you do want to enjoy all that, it's the first link down in your podcast description. So, go right ahead. So, let's start off with some of the stuff that's been going on in the NBA. We're still here. <laughs> now that... <laughs> no idea how that happened. Uh, yeah, so now that free agency is, is wide open and some trades are happening, um, yeah, I figured we would talk about what's currently going on. We had some very big bombshell news that happened pretty sure the day after our previous episode, so timing is always fun. Uh, But Durant requesting a trade out of Brooklyn, that came out of completely nowhere. Uh, What were you guys' first thoughts hearing hearing that? Uh, Shaq, we'll start with you. Well, this is the reason he got a nickname by... Many people of the snake. This man has felt the need to. <laughs> he's overstood his welcome mentally. 
you know, I'm going to do the whole Kyrie thing. So let me go ahead and finish my way to a team that could probably get an easy ring with or already on their way to a championship. This is what I feel like where he's at. He thought Brooklyn was it when he was getting, of course, Kyrie. He was getting James Harden. <clears throat> he realized that wasn't working out. So he's like, let me find another team that's already yep. just about fully put together. So we'll see what kind of already all-star team he associates himself with. So... Oh, snake. Yes. Um, Go ahead, Malin. I want you to picture this with me. Got a life raft out in the middle of the ocean. Got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and broken back Ben Simmons on this raft. I forget he's even there. Everybody has decided Kyrie Irving is supposed to kill himself. Has a gun, he's supposed to shoot himself. He decides to not do that and opts in to stand in the raft. The moment he does that, Kevin Durant says, fuck it, I'll swim with the sharks. Uh, that's basically what happened. The day after Kyrie Irving says, I'm opting in, I'm getting my money, I'm staying with Brooklyn, Kevin Durant said, deuces, bitches, I'm gone. Uh, I'm not dealing with this joker anymore. <laughs> he was like, I am done with your flatter, believing, non-vaccinated, <laughs> don't want to play basketball ass. Uh, because he wants to win championships. I don't even think that basketball is number three on the priorities in Kyrie Irving's life, but basketball still is the number one priority in Kevin Durant's life. And he realizes that he hitched his, you know, he hitched his bed to the wrong, wrong wagon. Um, and so it's better for him now to go ahead and, you know, cut the ties and move on rather than keep trying to pull a Brooklyn team to a championship where one of the other biggest stars um, doesn't want to really play and the other one is scared to play psychologically. Um, That would be Ben Simmons. So I I, I don't really blame him for, for wanting out. I mean, the only thing worse than making a mistake is living in that mistake because you don't want to admit you made one. And him requesting a trade is kind of admitting that he made a mistake. So. Uh, I, I remember when, like, this, when Harden first got to Brooklyn and that, like, really assembled the super team, Shaq and I back then had said, this is either going to go really, really well or just complete disaster and it's going to fall apart. And within one season. Yeah, more or less. It, it, it fell apart. I think they won one playoff series when they beat uh yeah. when they beat the Celtics last year. They won one and I think they played a total of 17 games together. Yeah. The yeah. three of them. It's completely fast nine in and in two years. Yeah. Like, on paper, they were supposed to be that team, the ideal team. And unfortunately, there were two, multiple teams on paper look good. Between the Nets and, like, the Lakers, Mm. you look at it as, like, there's no way we do not see these teams go for the long (laughs) haul. One of them didn't even make playoffs. The second one got bounced (laughs) a hell fast. So, it's kind of, (laughs) like, crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. I mean, you think about the collection of talent with Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving, the 
amount of MVPs, um, just the talent, the shooting, not a whole lot of defense, but the talent and shooting is probably one of the biggest failures of any given team. Oh, yeah. Uh, to not make it, like, to not even make it to the finals. Um, because I, I don't know about you guys, but I would think that if you had Harden, Durant, and Kyrie Irving, that is at least close, if not better. Well, actually, I think it is better than LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Yeah. Yet people crucify Emmy for losing in the finals, Dallas, and losing in the finals, San Antonio. And they only won two out of four years. Mm-hmm. And people think that that big three was a failure. <clears throat> This big three didn't even get out of the second round. Right. This big three didn't even play together in the playoffs, period. It has to go down as one of the biggest failures of a team. Yeah. I was was just about to go there. Imagine if LeBron went to Miami and they didn't win anything, and then after three years he says, I want out. He would have been torn in half. Yes. Yes. Like Without a doubt and the fact that this is just kind of almost nonchalant I mean yes it's big news but it also brings up something else do you guys think the NBA has a problem with this sort of players demanding their way out of what should be long term deals and they just kind of go wherever they want uh, yeah I think it's a problem with the, they bounce around from team to team to team to find an ideal situation instead of finding a team and making an ideal situation around themselves. And I think they hold different players to different standards. Like, even LeBron, it's like that one ring may have saved him, but they still ridiculed this man for not making playoffs last season, even though just last year or the year before, this man <laughs> won a ring with uh. the same team with the bubble ring. But I was like, with KD, do they yeah, do they judge him? The same. Yeah, they don't judge him as bad as they judge LeBron for his lack of team success. And the the difference is is that a lot of people say that LeBron James is the one that gave power to the players, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, Boston created the big three, but that was Danny Ainge putting that team together. Right. Right. Uh, But LeBron James was the biggest catalyst, even though he was the last person to join Miami. Chris Bosh actually signed before LeBron James did, but it was actually Dwayne Wade that recruited LeBron James. Everyone blames LeBron James is creating this. Um, the only difference is LeBron James has won everywhere he's gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Since he left right. Cleveland initially. Um, <clears throat> Kevin Durant won a couple titles, but then he went to Brooklyn. Nothing. Kyrie Irving went to Boston. Jesus, Jalen, you and I know how that landed. <laughs> Thanks, Kyrie. Um, you know, then he goes to Brooklyn. Uh, James Harden was traded to Houston. Uh, but then he went to Brooklyn, and now he's with Philly. Um, you have, you know, Anthony Davis forced his way out. He did win one title. Um, but for by and large, these players that are changing teams, they're not, for all of the freedom that they have, none of them are as successful as LeBron James has been. And I think the reason why that is is because I don't think people give LeBron James enough credit for creating his own situations. Right. Not just jumping to a team, but 
being like a co-GM of that team and helping dictate who's going to be on that roster, the personnel. And a lot of people, like Shaq said, they're crucifying LeBron James right now because they didn't make the playoffs last year. How long has LeBron James been in the league? He missed on one. Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook, he missed on one person that he's wanted on his squad. He's missed on. LeBron James is so good that Kyrie Irving wants to play with him again. <laughs> okay. So I think that people need to be giving LeBron James a little bit more credit uh, for what he's been able to do over the last 12 years. Um, and other than that, I really think that most of the stars, we keep thinking that all these stars are leaving. Not a lot of them are. Some of them get traded. Like Ky- uh, didn't Kyrie get traded? He uh, he wanted a trade. He got He got sent to Toronto, and then he went to... Oh, you mean Kawhi? Kawhi, yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. He, then, then he went to L.A. Um, he kind of forced his way out. He he won a ring in Toronto, but he hasn't done anything in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul George Paul has George, been yeah. trying to chase a ring forever. That hasn't worked out for him. Right. Um, but it's largely been kind of unsuccessful. A lot yeah. of these people trying to copy yeah. LeBron James does. See, my thing about it is LeBron James is the primary reason these teams have won rings for the most part. Whereas KD, the rings that he does have, I feel like he wasn't the primary mm-hmm. reason these teams. I feel like the teams that KD has won rings with could have possibly won rings without him per well, se. That's what I'm saying. It's like exactly <laughs> this last year is a primary example mm-hmm. of it. It's like you think Steph would have still gotten his couple of chips without KD on the team. But these couple other teams that LeBron has been on, probably wouldn't have gotten their chips <laughs> with a, no. without LeBron. That's the only <laughs> difference is that these teams needed LeBron, whereas these teams didn't need mm. KD to do what they did. Do you guys agree with what Draymond Green said, though, when thinking that, that Golden State wouldn't have won those titles without Kevin Durant? I don't agree with that. I feel like they, they could have done it without Kevin Durant. At, uh, at that time period, like, when when LeBron was in Cleveland with Kyrie and Kevin Love, uh, I, I personally know. think they I think they could have won. I think it would have been more difficult. I think it would have been a lot like that three one series that they ended up losing. Right, right. Um, I don't think it would have been because the two years that they beat LeBron James with Kevin Durant, it was kind of like a cakewalk. Yeah, yeah, wasn't really there wasn't really much of a resistance there. Um. So I still think that they probably would. I think they would have been a lot more evenly matched. I think Kevin Durant definitely tipped the scales to where it was kind of a a foregone conclusion going into that finals that the Golden State was going to win. <clears throat> but you know, with that said, like, where do you guys think that KD is going to go if he goes anywhere at all? Uh, that is, of course, the the big question. question. It's hard to say. G Money saying Phoenix and Miami can't give Brooklyn what they would want for KD, uh, and what exactly are you going to get for Kyrie? Um, like I said, as much as I'm a Heat fan, I don't see him going to the Heat, unfortunately. And yeah. I don't necessarily. Agree. I don't know. It's hard for me to say. It's like I love KD. I would love to see him on my team, but I don't necessarily see him meshing with Miami as much as he would. Mm. You'd want to. I know how beneficial it would be for the team chemistry to have KD <clears throat> on our team. I have a feeling that yeah. he's gonna. Hmm? Wait, go ahead, Jalen. I'll make it quick. I have a feeling he's gonna stay in Brooklyn because 
I don't know, like G Money is saying, like, is there a title contender out there right now that wants to give up a bunch of pieces to to bring him in? I don't see that. And then why would he want to go to some little team where they they could have him, but he's just completely irrelevant. So, well, they they want one All Star and four first round picks. Now, judging off of what we're going to talk about later in this show with some of these other goddamn trades that have happened, that's actually a steal. <laughs> if it, yes. If that's what they get. Um, the next piece but, of I mean, I, I don't know. Like, Phoenix... Phoenix can't afford give away um, Booker, who they just signed to a max, or Chris mm-hmm. Paul. Um, I think they would be in the same situation because they don't have the depth around them to really be able to do a title push. So I don't think Phoenix makes a whole lot of sense. Um, Miami, though, I'd ask you, Shaq, if Miami were to offer up Jimmy Butler for Kevin Durant for first-round picks, would you take that? Would you take that Miami squad with Kevin Durant Instead of Jimmy Butler. Now, don't be stupid. No, no. <laughs> I would love to have Kevin Durant, but like, I, I love also working through Butler right now. We almost, like, I'm a, I know almost isn't comp, but we almost got a chip with the yeah. squad and working through Butler as kind of like the forefront person. And with working through KD now, I feel that changes a whole lot of team chemistry and working through and everything. Whereas Butler was good at facilitating through other players and everything, where KD is going to be that now primary scorer. He's going to be that take ball first, score first type of person. So it's kind of like now that changes everything, in my opinion. That's cute. Um, (laughs) Galen, let me ask you. Let me ask you. This last series, do you think hmm. if Boston beats Miami if you hmm. take out Jimmy Butler and you put in Kevin Durant? I still think we beat him. Still think we beat him? Yeah. Because, I mean, okay. I mean, we did. We, we went through um, Brooklyn to get to that point. I mean, we just completely shut yeah, him down. Bro- Brooklyn doesn't have the coaching. They don't have the depth. They don't have the defense. They don't have the team that Miami has. Um, that was pretty much Kevin Durant or bust when it when it came to Brooklyn. My thing um, with with KD though, you know he's gonna miss significant time in the regular season. So it's like who if he's not there to play, who else on that roster in Miami is gonna get the job done to have them in a good seed come the postseason. Huh. Now here here's another question for you guys. Go ahead and rewind back to twenty twenty. You're in the bubble. A healthy Kevin Durant on Miami instead of Jimmy Butler. Had a better series? Yes. Against the Lakers? Absolutely. I mean come on. So I, I think that. that people <laughs> I think that People get so in love with the stars that they have, not necessarily realizing that the other star is actually brighter. And I think that people have lessened Kevin Durant's stardom because of his decision to go to Brooklyn. Uh, But he's still a top five player in the game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and, um, he hasn't necessarily missed 
a ton of time the the last few years compared to a lot of other stars. I mean, shit, Devin Booker. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> even Jimmy Butler missed time. Uh, I mean, Steph Curry missed time over the last couple of years. Uh, Clay Thompson, like a bunch of people are missing time. LeBron James has been missing time that he ever has. People forget that Kawhi Leonard's even in the league right now. <laughs> um, I think that Kevin Durant makes any team instantly better. The only thing that gives me a cautionary tale about Kevin Durant is that he's on the record saying that he doesn't want to be a leader. Mm. Give you all the talent of the world, but he's not the leader that some teams want him to be. Which is why Golden State works so well for him. But anyway, yeah, because Steph, yeah, Steph Curry got all the shine, and he was fine with that. Right. <clears throat> Spent a lot of time on KD, so let's uh, pick up the pace here. Oh. These these next few. So uh, another huge trade here. So. Utah Jazz traded Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves uh, for a slew of different players um, and four four first round draft picks. Um, one, two, three, four, five, no, four. Four players, four picks, all for Rudy Gobert to Minnesota. Um, <laughs> I do not think it was a. Uh... <laughs> Good trade-off <laughs> for the Timberwolves, I, honestly. I heard uh, Nick Wright say this earlier today. This is like the perfect embodiment of this. This is like it's Valentine's Day, and your neighbor pulls up in a Mercedes-Benz for his wife, and every single dude on the block looks outside and sees that and goes, what the hell? Now all of our wives are going to sit here and see this damn Mercedes-Benz and say, well, what did you get me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You look at it. It was like, my opinion. What do the Timberwolves now have left to like fill the roster and surround Rudy Gobert to make their team really? Uh... Ah. Well, I mean, I mean, the players that they gave up are just kind of. It's the picks to me. That's what yeah. I'm saying. They lose their potential for more like weapons and things going on out of all that. It's kind of like. All right, you better hope this roster works out the way it is now. Let's be definitely feeling that shit. They're definitely swinging for the fences. But they they have to, though. Yeah. Right? It's Minnesota. What free agent is going to sign with Minnesota? (laughs) The only way that they get good players is through the draft, trading for them. Got Carl, they got Carl Anthony Towns. They want to keep him. They were terrible on defense. Now, I can't look at Gobert and not think of COVID because he was the one <laughs> dumbass in 2020 licking microphones and shit. So I think he has the the like the IQ of a squirrel. Um, but he's talented. I think he is good. I think he's going to make the team better now. The only problem is, is that Minnesota is they're they're in the they're in the position of all these small market teams. Like, what are they going to do? They can attract free agents. No big free agents are going to go to them. They have to draft, but through the draft, by the time they drafted someone else, it was worth anything. Carl Anthony Towns would just sign with somebody else. So they have to try to make a splash to create some sort of team mm-hmm. that's going to get him to want to stay. But at the same token, they're in the West, and they won in the plan. 
to get into playoffs this last year. <laughs> do they do they now become like a six seed? Like they they basically need to play out of their minds yep. and hope that everybody else is riddled with injuries to have a shot. But I think that's the best that Minnesota can do, and that's kind of sad in the current state of the NBA. With the type of power that players have, this is what happens. Half the league is not really going to be a serious contender. That is a lot to give up for Gobert. Yeah, it's, it is a, a big team, too. I mean, you're praying like Ant-Man, Cat, and Gobert are like, playing out of their minds all year long so we'll see it would be it would be really cool to see Timberwolves you know be a a contender but I don't know um you know Malik Beasley was the only person that they actually traded that I actually knew was in the NBA he was the only one (laughs) the other three could have been substitute teachers in the school district that I don't know of uh, shout out to Zach in the chat. He says KD ain't going anywhere. Um, to get KD, any team will have to move many assets, causing lack of depth in KD's next team. Zach, I am 100% in agreement with you, my dude. They only want one player. <laughs> I don't understand that. They want one player and then picks. Not giving up a bunch of people. Oh no, hey, Zach. <laughs> Next piece of news here: Zion, Shaq's best friend, All right. signing a mass, <laughs> massive extension with the Pelicans. Five years, hundred ninety-three dollars, million dollars. Uh, he could <laughs> make up. To, <laughs> <laughs> he could make up to two hundred thirty-one million uh, if he makes either an All NBA team, wins MVP, or Defensive Player of the Year. So if either one of those things happen, or any one of those three things happen, he could uh, make up. Quite a bit more money, Shaq. You getting a cut of that as an as his agent? <laughs> I hope so. My only thing about it is like I I feel like if as long as he stays healthy this year, he's worth every penny of it. But like that's always with Zion as we see, it's always a big if for his health problem. I don't know if it's we'll see. This man would do fine and day in the first beginning of the season. All of a sudden. Boom, this man can't play the rest of the year. And then it's kind of like, you're paying this man a lot of fucking money to ride the bench. And that's some heavy material in that bench for me holding up Zion. But, like, <laughs> my opinion is, like I said, if you can stay healthy, moderately healthy throughout most of the season, it's worth every single penny for Zion, I feel, for a healthy Zion. That's, just, that's all I got to say. Malin? Okay. One, what were the trade details again that you said? Uh, five years, $193 million or $230 million max if he hits those MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, or All-NBA team. Yeah, that's... Anyone really think he's going to make an All-NBA team? Yeah, maybe like third, fourth All-NBA. <laughs> I mean, maybe... Which I don't think it counts. Maybe if you take what he does in three years and combine that into an actual season, maybe. Um, all right, second thing. I want you to, Jalen, I want you to turn to your right, and I want you to look at Shaq. I just want you to look at him. 
Tell me those two weren't separated at birth. Look at them goddamn foreheads. The two of them. Both of them. Goddamn twins. They're twins. The only thing between Zion and Shaq is one's blown out sneakers and has $193 million. We're friends with the wrong Zion, man. God damn it. It's ridiculous. Um, all right. So number, number three is, I mean, this man in three years played 84 games and just got $193 million guaranteed. I wish... That I could have the same dumb luck. Tim. <laughs> My job can't continue to promise you thirty six hours a week, much less. <laughs> I mean, the best, the highlight reels for this man over the last two years is dunking on twelve year olds in a basketball camp. I mean, but again, just like Minnesota, New Orleans is a smaller market team. The city that is ruled by football with the New Orleans Saints. Mm. They've had Drew Brees since 2005. 2005-2006. They need somebody that can sell tickets. Them giving him this contract is more of like lifeboat, prayer, a flare, firework of please god stay healthy <laughs> so that we can have some sort of a spark so that we can sell take to get butts in seats yeah uh, because if he is healthy with him and mccollum um that could be a really good team yeah if he was healthy and um bi healthy. yep yes yes and brandon uh, th- those three could be a really strong force in the west if he could be healthy. But the problem is he hasn't been healthy. And there's zero evidence to suggest that we'll stay healthy. So I don't know. I mean for him. That's a lot of money. Jared. <clears throat> Jesus. I'd like some. <laughs> um, dunk on a twelve year old. <laughs> real quick, Zach asks if you're the Bucks GM, would you agree for a Kyrie Drew Holiday swap? No. Jesus. <laughs> if no. I'm the Bucks GM, no, the Bucks are doing no. just the Bucks are doing just fine. It's not a matter <laughs> of why well, they struggling now. I need to rearrange our team. I feel like their team is really doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Kyrie is more of a toxin more than a help to a lot of teams. I, I forgot about that. This man's burning. Walking around burning sage only... in a fucking arena. <laughs> The only team that I think that Kyrie would be a benefit to would be the Lakers. <laughs> That's because I think that LeBron James is a strong enough personality. I think Kyrie knows that the best years he ever had in the NBA were playing with LeBron James, um, that he would toe the line. Um, I don't think you have a personality on any other team in the NBA that could keep... Kyrie from being Kyrie. And if you put him in Milwaukee, shit, you're only going to further institutionalize the man into thinking that the earth is flat. I mean, shit, it's Milwaukee, <laughs> for God's sakes. I mean, he would just believe it even more. Uh, but no, Drew, Drew Holiday is good enough in Milwaukee. You don't need a Kyrie headache. I don't think that Giannis has the type of leadership or personality 
keep somebody in line like that. I don't know if you guys. <laughs> he would look at Kyrie and just scratch his head every day. Exactly. I feel he that. Would. He would just be dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about his skill set. That would further hit. They hindered this team to add Kyrie to that roster. Yeah, was, you never hear anything about Drew Holiday. Exactly. In that locker room would be the most dreadful scenario to see. I was about to be a fly on the wall of Kyrie <laughs> and Giannis in that locker room. There's a fuck is this man talking about? <laughs> like Giannis would just be like, "You're really stupid." <laughs> Giannis like, like we we get you're just ring. not a smart person. Like that would be the start of the conversation. Like you're just not intelligent. He's like, he's like we can get another ring with this man. I'm going ahead and leave. Yeah, Giannis would be he'd be requesting a trade. Day after he got traded to Milwaukee would be the day that Giannis would be like, I'm out, people. Sign me. Somebody Brooklyn. (laughs) He would pull a Kevin Durant. (laughs) These bitches. Um, G-Money is also just saying, uh, he's kind of comparing Zion and and Embiid. Embiid early in his career. Same kind of problems, very injury prone. So he's basically saying um, if Zion... If Zion gets serious, um, it might be worth it for New Orleans, like Embiid has these past couple of years. Yeah, but Embiid was serious about playing basketball. That's the only thing. He was. It, it was literally just like, injury. Zion, it seems you, like. You you see the passion in Embiid even now when he plays. He plays through pain. Like If anyone thinks that Embiid is healthy anytime he steps on the court, he's not. He's like the next Bill Walton only like 40 years later. Um, he's always hurting when he plays. Um, but it kind of seems like Zion like looks for reasons to be out of lineup, and he has like the weirdest damn injuries that he can't get past. Okay, indigestion here <laughs> every night. <laughs> All right, next one. This one's a real doozy. Dejounte Murray traded to the Atlanta Hawks for Danilo Gallinari and three first round picks. Spurs gave up their best player so they can tank this coming year. And uh, the Hawks now have a great guard to go alongside Trey Young. For me, if I'm the Hawks, I'm saying, okay, all right. Thank you, San Antonio. Spurs, I don't know what the hell you guys are doing, but good luck. I think the Hawks have made one of the better moves so far this post this postseason when it comes to trades and everything. I think they so far they'll benefit the most out of all these teams. Are you kidding me? I think they'll benefit more than Minnesota with Gobert or with Zion long term now. Okay. <laughs> I think they might. Oh, okay. I, uh, <laughs> yes, I think they'll benefit okay. more. All right. True, true, true or false? Before this last year, did you two even know Javante Murray was in the NBA? I did, but I know that he wasn't oh, really didn't. doing much on the sports. Uh, it took, it he took is, him five years. It he took is, him five years uh, to become an all-star. He's Isaiah he Thomas's cousin. Season. Not not Isaiah Thomas Thomas, but IT, little IT. A little IT. Well, that's degrading. That's Jesus. <laughs> He's like 5'9". Um, so nine. so, so Jalen's picking on short people now. <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently, this is a show of record for hating on midgets. Um, but anyways, um, no, he's... He, it took him five years to become an all-star. So I wouldn't say he's a great point guard. I think he's good. No. Um, 
I, I wouldn't say he's great, and they still gave up three first-round picks. I mean, so I don't know. What I think this is going to do for Atlanta is this going to do what it does for all these other middle-of-the-road teams, especially Minnesota. It's going to be just good enough to make the playoffs and get swept or bounced out by a gentleman sweep, and you're never going to have a lottery pick, and Trey Young's going to leave anyways. I mean, the last time that Atlanta was truly relevant was back in the 80s with Dominique Wilkins. So... Oh no! I think it was a bad trade. Well, <laughs> sound like negative, but we're gonna see the same five or six teams unfortunately make late <laughs> round pushes. We are once gonna get once again gonna see Giannis, the Boston, maybe the Heat. All these same teams go back to the late round pushes uh, next season. Well, you you can't okay, but the NBA <laughs> does change though. Every okay. three years. <laughs> Every well, not not even that. Like there was. Just... It sounds about right. Okay, so Brooklyn Brooklyn was supposed to be world beaters, right? They ever become world beaters? No, but yeah. they weren't world beaters before they this. Were. So like once again, Brooklyn was still Brooklyn after this whole entire. <laughs> but okay, the Lakers just won a title back in 2020, and they just missed the playoffs. Uh, Oklahoma City was a staple in the playoffs for a decade before they lost their best player. Um, You know, Houston was a Houston. (laughs) Houston was a huge player. Yeah, every couple years, every couple years to rotate when when they had Harden. Yes, and the Lakers last Lakers last ring, like you always bring it up, was a very conditional ring with the bubble, and here they are in a regular season, in a regular like a normal season, normal season. I'm I'm just saying it take it takes one star to leave and then you're no longer relevant. Um, yeah, so it, it felt like we had a, all, a, and, a change in the garb, not last year but year before when it was uh, the finals was Milwaukee and Phoenix because like well, suddenly we had the Clippers, the the Jazz, the Mavs, the Suns. Well, the Jazz are no longer going to be a player. No, my thing. Right, about- right. I'm just saying, like, the past couple of years, it, it did take another, like, big change. Like, the normal teams but, we were used to weren't look, there. If you, the pro- you, okay, but if we're being realistic, the only reason why we had this change in the NBA is because one player decided to leave a team. Mm-hmm. The moment that Kevin Durant left the Warriors, right, right, was wide open for anybody to win. We really not think that Steph and KD couldn't have won a title together when Clay Thompson was hurt? I mean, oh, the yeah. balance of power shifted when that happened. Yeah. So all it takes for one player to leave, and all of a sudden you you suck. And look, if LeBron leaves the Lakers, nobody gives a fuck about what Lakers are doing next season around. Not to diss all these hardcore Lakers fans, but nobody cares when LeBron <laughs> leaves. All of a sudden you got AD and Westbrook running the team. Nobody cares. <laughs> Not to judge Golden State, but if Steph Curry leaves Golden State this offseason during the season, uh, do mm. we see the Golden State <laughs> hype? No, we do not. We do not care. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If Giannis <laughs> leaves the Bucks, do we? <laughs> Is the Bucks really the Bucks? But it. But it's not. <laughs> but but it's not even about. It's not even about leaving though. Like. Dallas is one big injury away from Luca from <laughs> yeah. being a lottery team next <laughs> right. year. Yeah, you like if I mean? we, the Warriors like, last season when Steph broke his wrist, they were like just completely all, irrelevant. All of these teams that are staples in the playoffs, it's like your grenade with a pin in it, and that, that pin is one player. 
if that one player gets hurt, but lottery. It's not true for all teams. To give y'all credit for once in a while, with um, Boston, y'all are the most complete right. team that y'all can lose somebody and still kind of be almost in the same spot that y'all are on. Not that I want this to be a love affair, but I would say the same thing about Miami. Miami is one of those teams that could lose somebody yeah. for an extended period of time and still be good. And still be good. But those are but those but those are organizations though. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um how how many of how many of those organizations are out there in the NBA? Very name few. one besides those two. Not much. Na- name a complete <laughs> team outside of those two that could survive if they lost somebody for an extended period of time. <laughs> If Steph wasn't so damn good, Golden State is really well but run. But they kind of bottom out, like longevity wise. Maybe they can handle a handful of games without Steph and stay relevant. Right, but, but he, not a whole. If he found out he's like Kawhi, where he's out for like a whole entire season, it, that team's done. Yeah, for li- the, for literally two years ago, that was the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> team's done. I mean, so we always have these teams that we always think is going to be in the mix in the playoffs, but they're one turn, one broken ankle away um, from the lottery. Um, and that's just, it's just crazy how the talent is so, one person can change a franchise in a way that is so different from any other sport. Yes. Uh, Moving speaking on. Speaking of the Celtics. Murray, who <laughs> I don't think is good. <laughs> we spent most of the time not even talking about him in the first place. <laughs> Good luck, Dejounte. Uh, the Celtics traded uh, one, two, three, four, five. Can I this correctly? Five players. Okay. Four of which you probably have never heard of, and a 2023 first round pick to the Pacers for Malcolm Brogdon. Um, it is kind of sad to see. Um. Daniel Tice go again. This is the second time he's left the team, but um, I always thought he was a really good player coming off the bench. Um, but hey, we picked up Malcolm Brogdon in exchange. Um, he's a, a solid guard, has been for the Indiana Pacers for a little while now. Uh, Malin, what do you think of this move? Um, when you're talking about the 2017 Rookie of the Year, so that was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like to me, Dante Murray, you've been a solid there for five years. Um, are you really worth what you're giving up? The only difference between the Atlanta trade and the Boston trade is that Boston gave up a bunch of players that don't really see a lot of playing time anyways. Yeah. And even though Boston's my favorite team, I didn't really know any of them except for two. Um, so mm. I was like, okay. Uh, but you get somebody that missed 41 games last year because they had uh, Achilles soreness. Not a tear, but soreness. So they held him out uh, so that it didn't tear. But he missed like half the season. Achilles soreness. So, it hurts. Yeah. It's I'm, sore. Listen, I'm, I'm 41 years old. I get up every day and everything hurts when I still go to work. Um, and I'm not getting paid a fraction of what this motherfucker is making. Um, but was he? Has he been a solid guard in the NBA for the last five years? Yes. Is there a lot of potential there? Just like Javante Murray? Yes. Does he make the team better? Yes. Um, so I'm fine with the trade. I'm not really all that broken up about who we gave away. We didn't yeah. have to give up a lot of draft capital for it. 
but it doesn't really matter what draft capital we give up anyways because we're going to be making deep runs in the playoffs regardless. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. There, there's potential, but there's also a lot of – hasn't had the career that a lot of people thought he was going to have up until now. So hopefully he can stay healthy and hopefully he can kind of live up to that first year he had in the NBA. Yes, we also got Gallinari from the, or we're going to get Gallinari from the Spurs. Um, like we just mentioned, Gallinari got there from the Hawks, and since sounds like the Spurs are just kind of let him go, so we are going to pick him up. Um, I've always liked Gallinari. Unfortunately, he's never been in a you know championship situation where he's like really there to compete for a chip. Um, so. Now that we pick him up, I know he's a bit older now, a bit more injury prone, but he can shoot the three ball pretty well. Uh, big dude. I think he'll be a, gr- a great addition to the team. So, yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, I think it further solidifies the Celtics as one of the only three real main threats to come out of the East. That would be the Celtics, the Heat, and Milwaukee. Because um, I do think that if Middleton was healthy in the playoffs, Milwaukee would have put up even more of a fight, and that would have been an even crazier series, and who knows what would have happened. Uh, so those three teams are just kind of stacking the deck a little, a little bit, I think, as being the three out of these. And the West just, God help us, whoever <laughs> comes out of the West. The West is just ridiculous. Last but not least, there were some extension signs Signed, Jokic, Cat, Devin Booker all got their Supermax deals. Um, I mean, to me, all that is money well spent. Cat was a little, but man, like you said, it's Minnesota. They they had to. Like, yeah. there's no possible way that you can give him his money. So didn't you gotta, didn't Zach Levine get a big deal too? Yes, Did Zach he Levine was included in there too. Yep. You got to uh, keep your big yeah. talents. It's kind of what the, they're thriving on cats staying there, so yep. they got to pay the spent. Well, all three franchises needed to pay. Now, the fact that you even have a term, super max deal, is just, just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Here's the super max. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> These people are signing a contract for over $200 million. Uh, the NFL is looking at the NBA like, what the freak? Um, but, I mean, you look at these teams. The Denver Nuggets, right? Minnesota, Phoenix, Chicago even with Zach Levine. They need to pay more than what the player is worth to be able to keep them. Yeah. Um, now, the Joker is obviously worth his money as a two-time MVP, even though I don't think he should have won the MVP last year. Whatever. <laughs> and the man seems to be allergic to sweat. Anyone me, else realize how red that man he's gets really whenever red. he's on a basketball court? <laughs> like He turns really red like a rash breaks out every yeah. time he sweats. It's, it's a little disturbing to see. Um, you should see a dermatologist. Legitimately, uh, but he's maybe with all that money he's making, maybe he'll see one because uh, that man's got some heat rashes like nobody I've ever seen. Um, but he he really deserved his money. Um, Booker, I'm st- I don't know about you guys, but I'm still on the fence about Booker. Hmm. I don't see 
don't see the killer mentality. I didn't see it in the finals against Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, I think he comes up small on the big stage. Um, I think he has a lot of talent. But I think that just I think that if Booker was a little bit more of what everybody thinks he is, I think Phoenix would have done more over the last two years. Like I put a lot more yes. on their failure in the finals and the playoffs more on him uh than anybody else on the team. Not even Chris Paul, even though after he turned thirty seven he only there's 9.7 points a game because he's old, like me. <laughs> um, but I don't know. So, But you, you have to pay him to keep him. Right. Those are small markets, small markets outside of Chicago. Chicago is a big market, but they're not exactly getting the agents to come there, which is kind of weird because Chicago is a big market. But when was the last time they had a, like a really big free agent? Like, yeah, Jesus. Sign there for a super, like a super max. They got screwed the moment Derrick Rose tore his knee up. Yeah, that was bad. Well, folks, on that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, actually, my bad. I forgot we're still with the news. I thought that was in the second. second half of the show. Say, we, like, we still got some stuff to talk about. I was going to say, I was like, did we run through the news already? Damn. <laughs> that felt like the news, but it was not the news. We, we, we still got three topics. Yes. Today's top story All right, is folks, breaking news. For the news. This week, we are going to start off in college football. So this was all the uh, the rage. USC and UCLA will be leaving uh, the Pac-12 for the Big Ten um, at some point over the next couple of years. Uh, that was a huge splash. Um, and now the, the new rumor is, is Notre Dame also going to follow in their footsteps and, and join the Big Ten. Uh, Mainland, I'm of course going to start with you here. What do you think about this? Well, the Pacific Coast Conference, known as the PAC, that was the PAC, then the PAC 8, the PAC 10, then the PAC 12, it started in 1915. And it kind of seems like this is going to be the death of the conference that I grew up loving being a Washington Husky fan. Um, I believe that Fox orchestrated this whole thing. I think that going into their TV rights negotiations with the Big Ten, the reason why they were supposed to have a deal in place in April, and then they stalled. And I think the reason why they stalled is because the Big Ten told the, or Fox told the Big Ten, hey, we get these California schools in here. Mm-hmm. we'll be able to give you up to $100 million a team. Okay. Now, a year. So, USC and UCLA have been making about $30 million a year under the current TV rights with the Pac-12. By joining the Big Ten, they're going to get 75 to $100 million right off the bat. Um, USC has been relevant, but not as good as what they were under the Pete Carroll years. Uh, but they've always been a flagship. Uh, they joined in 1922. UCLA joined in 1928. Um, they're going to be fine in the Big Ten. What really makes me sad is, you know, what what happens to the rest of the schools? Pat 12. Hmm, right. 
they were in a Power 5 conference, are they going to be able to stay in a Power 5 conference? Are they going to be able to do enough? So I don't think that Notre Dame is going to join anyone right now. Um, if Notre Dame can still get the type of TV money they can from NBC to stay independent, independent I think they're going to stay independent. Um, but now the Pac-12 is left really wondering, like, what do we do? We have 10 people, and we just lost the number one media market in the country, which is going to diminish what they're going to get in a TV contract, which you're trying to solidify right now. So the two biggest teams left in the Pac-12 are Oregon and the University of Washington. Because if you think about the last 40 years in the Pac-12, three teams have been huge. USC, Oregon, and Washington. One of which has never won a national championship. That might be Oregon. That's why their logo is a zero or an O. Depends on who you ask. Um, I'm concerned about my Washington Huskies. Because they need to hitch their wagon to somebody at this point, I believe. I don't think the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever you want to call it, I don't think is going to survive. So hmm. some of them might go to the Big 12. You might end up with a super conference with the Big 12, but the Big 12 is already losing Texas and Oklahoma, hmm. so they don't really have a whole lot of big teams. It just kind of seems like college football is aiming towards two power conferences Big Ten and the SEC, and whoever can get into those two conferences, you're going to be elite. If you don't, then you're not going to be elite. And it just it scares me a little bit because this is all TV money that's driving all of this. So in five years, are we going to have these 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 uh these TVs like ESPN and Fox declaring who the national champion is? based hmm. upon who wins in these super conferences. So college football is in a mess with the NIL, the name, image, and likeness, the type of way that people are abusing that, the transfer portal. Now you got all these people jumping conferences. College football is just like a bunch of monkeys trying to hump a football right now. Like it's just a big fucking mess. <clears throat> so I don't know. But it's sad to me because my favorite team um, that has the number 17 recruiting class in the country right now, um, is scrambling to try to keep that class and to try to keep their relevance. And they've been in the Pac-10 since 1915. So there's a lot of history going down the tubes all in the name of money for these universities that still are not giving it back to the players, which is bullshit. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Like, at the end of the day, it just seems like it's going to just be SEC and the big 10 like this it's going to be the two super conferences and whatever happens to the rest of them it's up in the air who knows like it's, it's kind of a, a scary thing for all of those other schools that are out there because you know money talks and bullshit walks so if if you're not in those two conferences if you're not playing on national tv every other weekend do they care it seems like not really so it's, it's kind of sad. I think the only big teams that I can think of off the top of my head that are not in those two conferences right now okay, would be University of Washington, University of Oregon, Stanford, I think is a really good school. Okay. Um, Notre Dame, who's an independent. But then you also have the ACC. So you have like Clemson, mm -hmm. North Carolina, Florida State, Florida Miami. State, yeah. I think that all of those schools that I just named are going to end up – 
one of those two conferences in the next four years. Um, there might be hmm. some merger with the Pac-12 and the Big 12 initially for a couple years, um, but you, you're going to end up with a lot of colleges like an Oregon State, a Washington State, an Arizona, Arizona State, um, North Carolina State that are going to be left out and they were Power 5 teams. Now they won't be. And, you know, the Big Ten can get rid of some teams to make room for mm-hmm. others. Like, you got some teams like Indiana. Mm-hmm. Hell has Indiana done in football? <laughs> Illinois? What have they right. done lately? <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Uh, so there, there are some teams like Vanderbilt in the SEC, Kentucky <laughs> in the SEC. You got some schools that have not been pulling their weight inside of the two major conferences that are in there now that might even be on the outside looking in when it's all said and done. Yeah, I can see the SEC looking at uh, FSC and saying, hey, we can go ahead and kick out uh, Kentucky over here if you want to hop in and take their spot. <laughs> Just because, I mean, who would rather see FSU over fucking Kentucky? So it, It's uh, about to get Clint- a little weird here the next few years. I think Clemson is probably the biggest one out there. Clemson and yeah, Oregon Clemson. right now, like football related, probably the two biggest yeah. that are in these conferences uh, yeah. that probably need a home. But I mean, Washington is number 12 media market, so they'll find a place eventually. But yeah, Miami, damn, I don't know. It's right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Crazy. Like there's, there's those few teams that they'll find a home pretty quick with, or those few schools that'll find a home pretty quick. But then there's the slew of the rest of them. That's like, uh, what happens at that point? Do they just fizzle out and they're independent? Well, I think that you're going to end up, like I said, like a school like Washington state, uh, Oregon state, North Carolina state schools like that. I think they're going to end up in conferences like, uh, the mountain West, and they're going to be just like Jesus. a Boise State hmm. in, in, in a few years. Um, and, you know, that's really kind of unfair to some of those schools because Washington State now, I hate, hate Washington State Cougars as a passion. That's that's a place that I would drop a nuke on, Shaq, <laughs> um, legitimately. Spokane, <laughs> nobody would miss it. Omen, Washington, fuck them. Um, but they've been Horrible. more relevant the last they've been more relevant the last two to three years in college football than USC has wow especially UCLA UCLA has not been relevant yeah. in football in decades yet USC gets to jump the conference basically kill these schools that were better than them in mm-hmm. the Pac-12 the last few years it's going to kill their recruiting and the money that they're going to get to put back into their program. So, it's not crazy. It's really wild. Any thoughts on this, Shaq? Um, just basically what y'all covering. Money does talk, and that's a big difference, I feel, between college and the NFL, where the NFL probably did the same regardless of what's really going on. Unless the NFL decides to add a random team here or there in the next couple of years. But, like, College football, mm-hmm. it switches up depending on where the money's going and where things are going. And unfortunately, that may not say there's a disservice to the students per se, 
because it kind of affects the students on they're not getting yeah. paid and their money's and their school's making a hell bank off of <clears throat> their performance going there. So, well, and it's not even just the athletes that are affected; it's everyone that goes to the university. Yeah. Like if you go to one of these universities, like one of the things you go there for is the atmosphere on the campus and the sports and the and the pageantry of it all and being able to be a part of that. And if these schools were in a power five conference and now all of a sudden they're not, like right. the experience is not gonna be yep. the same. That that's a everybody involved. difference. Yeah. And so the fact that two schools, two can change the lives of hundreds of thousands of other people in other schools in the conference is just crazy. Those two schools are in LA and it's the number one media market in the country. And it's all about TV money now. Yeah. If if you go to Oregon, for example, you could have a friend that went there the year before you and they're like, man, it was a blast. It was great. It was this and that. And then you go there the next year and you're like, man, this felt completely different. And it has nothing to do with yeah. your school directly. <laughs> and crazy. Oregon is one of the Oregon is one of those schools that's been a major player in college football, right? During Eugene, Oregon, it's nowhere near a major market. You you're not adding TV <clears throat> money by adding them. So that if they don't find a home in the Big Ten or something like that, they could end up dwindling the power football um, college football team or just athletics in general it doesn't yeah. matter if Phil Knight the founder of Nike is pouring in money or not uh, they won't they won't be able to get the recruits they were getting so they they need to be in one of these big conferences to be able to succeed well best of luck to all those schools hopefully uh, something gets figured out there next up into the NFL we go. Uh, Pro Football Focus ranks the Bills the number one roster in the NFL as of right now, at least. Um, Shaq, do you agree or disagree on the Bills being number one roster? Um, I wouldn't necessarily agree with them being the number one roster. So you disagree? I completely disagree that the Bills <laughs> is the number one roster in the NFL right now. I mean, are they a scary team? Would I put them in top three teams of the roster that I would absolutely would not go against? Absolutely, but I wouldn't say they're the... So if you disagree, who do you think definitively has a better team than the Bills? Um, It's hard I'm trying to think of through of my roster of teams. Um, when it comes to complete coaching, just not looking at players on a team... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I Go still ahead. I still put Kansas City as a team that I would definitely still fear most overall, even with losing Tyreek over there, still mm. quarterback wise and everything else, would still would not want to see them. Yeah. And unfortunately, not to give you all the props of the Patriots, I still wouldn't put it up there because even with the lack of experience in QB position, we just saw this man coaching wise put this team in a good spot. I still would put them as a scarier team than. Well, it's very flattering of you, Shaq. I'm just being <laughs> honest on teams on I wouldn't want to see come through. Just being All honest. All right, go ahead, Malin. <laughs> 
Pat, let me see your hands. I want to make sure you're not giving Jalen a back massage or nothing right now. Jesus just, Lord. Do we not just watch his team throw like two passes in it? Did we not just watch his team throw two passes in a game, and, and then we and, saw them in the playoffs, and we yeah, might as well only throw two passes. Let's calm down a little bit. Not the point. Now, we, okay. we saw so, potential. Well, c- a couple questions. Is there a better defensive back on Buffalo? If I say Jalen Ramsey, a better defensive back, Buffalo Bills. I cannot. Okay. So we know the Bills have Von Miller now, right? Mm. If I say Aaron Donald, are you taken? I'll still take Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now, here's where it gets a little interesting. Talk about wide receivers for a second. You're going to take Stefan Diggs, you're going to take Cooper Cup. Give me Cooper Cup, please. <laughs> okay. Now. We're talking about a total roster, right? Do I think that Josh Allen is better than Matt Stafford? Yes. Do I think he's that much better than Matt Stafford? No. Stafford just won a Super Bowl with a dominant roster. Right? Um, I'm taking the Rams roster is the most complete. They have the most all pros on their roster. They find a way to manipulate the cap. In ways that I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're still going to sign OBJ at some point the moment he's healthy. Um, they they did sign a receiver. The Rams. It's kind of blank on me now, but they did sign a. Uh, I think it was someone named Jefferson. I think they signed someone named Jefferson because they lost Robert Woods to somebody. Um, but and they also added Bobby Wagner. Is there a middle That's linebacker? Right. That's like, right. Like, Jesus Lord. Um, so I, I'm taking the Rams is the number one roster. Like, I don't – I get the love affair with Buffalo. I think that everyone's given Buffalo a little bit more hype than they deserve because yes. they mm. lost because of a coin flip to KC. So mm. I think there's that – I think a lot of people are victim to the unrealized potential – of the Buffalo roster. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, Buffalo could have done this. That rule Mm. wasn't in place for the overtime. So there's some unrealized potential there. The Rams literally won the Super Bowl. Right. And they didn't lose anybody. Right. So all they did was add another all-pro middle linebacker. The best middle linebacker of the last decade their team so yeah i gotta take the ramp yeah i would agree it's say the rams are, are still right there and the fact that they're the biggest moves were basically losing um von miller and then in his place bringing in bobby wagner it's like i don't it's, on paper i still don't see anybody who has a better team than uh the rams tampa and la i don't understand how they do this cap stuff but they just keep on signing these checks and keep bringing them back in. So to also contradict myself on me talking about the Patriots, I also do believe <laughs> the boost uh, nested out that he's in here. I do believe that gap between y'all and the Dolphins 
may have shrunk a tiny bit. Just saying, not well, a we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that later <laughs> we'll on. Talk about the AFC. <laughs> yeah, I'm just letting y'all know you my can, it, can, it was it was gonna can, be it was gonna can, it was gonna be my what's up with that, but I just left it alone. But you can you can you can dig that hole when we talk about that because I know what rabbit trail you're going down. And if you can dig a hole and find thumper, go for it. But Jesus Lord, so oh, I'm gonna put myself in that hole. The only thing y'all gonna see is the tip of my forehead coming out of that hole. So there you go. All right, <laughs> like the 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 bills the bill signed Von Miller and OJ Howard from the Bucks tied in. Like that was their yeah. two biggest acquisitions. So. It's a very good roster. I just don't know if it's necessarily the best. I just think that the writers have a love affair with the AFC. They just missed the <laughs> NFC a little bit. Uh, next up, speaking of the NFC, Baker Mayfield finally traded to the Panthers for a conditional 2024 pick. Um, the Browns and the Panthers will be splitting his... $18.9 million salary this coming year. It's about damn time. Baker Manfield finally found a home in Carolina. I would like to give a quote from Nori, the Melheim's Media resident Panthers fan. His comments on this trade were as follows. He can't be any worse than Darnold. That's what his exact words were. Oh, definitely can be. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely can be, but you know. <laughs> what do you guys think about Baker Manfield being a it Panther? Be, it be a lot worse than Sam Smith. I mean, Sam Donald. But you know, <laughs> he's got to tank another team in the process of another. <laughs> Jesus. Did you say Baker Mayfield's going to tank another team? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, you realize that the Cleveland Browns, before they signed Baker Mayfield, were 1-31 the two years before they signed Baker Mayfield? His rookie year, he won six games. <laughs> are, we, are we talking about are – we ha- are we happy about the Browns not- going like <laughs> – all, all I'm saying is that they were 1-31 – the Browns took him to the playoffs. He took him to the playoffs in the first time in 20 years. And you want to say he tanked that team? Oh, I'm sorry. Was this team good? That's like, until beating us in playoffs, was this team like anything to talk yeah, about? Well, first of all, yeah, they whooped the shit out of you in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of that. That's why I brought it up so y'all didn't have to bring it up and use it against me. <laughs> They literally pulled your pants down and spanked your bare yeah, ass. I would like, I would, I would like to say like that. They do. I would like to say we clapped the own chicks in that game. They <laughs> got clapped. Baker Mayfield yes. was a part of that. I we now, clapped now, her again, made the own cheeks. Again, so, so okay, so here, so here's my question: How can you say that Baker Mayfield tanked a team when two years before he got there they were one and thirty-one? And then two years later, they were beating the Steelers in the playoffs. They didn't tank them. Or one the time. only thing that happened, <laughs> the only thing, oh, one time, well, that was recent. How many playoff <laughs> games have you won in the last few years? I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. So, I feel like. I'm just saying, like, he, he helped build the team up to what they are now. The only thing that Baker Mayfield is guilty of is that he's not as good as Deshaun Watson. That's the only right. thing. My only question not is not as good is, as Deshaun Watson. Jack, do you truly think that 
Baker Mayfield is worse than Sam Darnold. It, he's better, but he's kind of like, jeez, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're taking minute steps towards progress. Oh, okay. I well, okay. first of all, <laughs> they got the the Panthers drafted Corral at quarterback from Ole Miss. Okay, so he's going to be their quarterback of the future, some point. Um, the the weird thing is that. Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold come from the same draft class. Like, yeah, the Panthers right now, one one and three, they have the first and the third pick from the same draft class. Now, Sam Darnold has better physical attributes Mm. um, than Baker Mayfield. The only difference between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield is that Baker Mayfield's a winner. In high school, he was a walk-on in college. Won at uh, Texas Tech. He went to Oklahoma. Won the Heisman. He went to the Browns. And then, even though he's you know hasn't always been the best, he won in Cleveland at a place where nobody won in Cleveland for twenty years. Nobody won in Cleveland for twenty years. And he won there. Now Deshaun Watson might win more because he's more talented, but Baker Mayfield won in a city where nobody won for twenty years. So I think that I think that Baker Mayfield is more of a winner than Sam Darnold, but mm. I don't think either one of them is going to be long term. I mean, shit, Baker Mayfield had to give up three and a half million dollars to play for for Carolina. Yeah, he had a twenty million dollar contract. Cleveland's <clears throat> paying ten million dollars of it. Carolina is going to pay four and a half million of it. He gave up three and a half million uh, just to go there. The only thing that he has working against him is that he's going there right at the start of training camp. Sam Darnold's been there. Yeah. So now you got one less preseason game. So can Baker Mayfield learn the offense, gain the trust, win the job in training camp? I think he'll be the starter at some point next year. Um, I hope that he can prove something because I think last year was kind of set because he – he played with a torn labrum and is not throwing non his non throwing arm. <clears throat> That's a lot of pain to, to to play through. But he does have the most interceptions in three years than any other quarterback in the NFL. He does have that, so there you go, Shaq. You gave a little kudos there. Um but what I really want to happen what I really want to happen is for Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield to start Cleveland Carolina yes, week, one. week one. That would be awesome. But the crazy thing is, it's probably not going to happen because Deshaun Watson's going to get benched or he's going to get suspended, and Baker Mayfield probably won't win the job by week one. So we're still going to have Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> Sam Darnold week one. That's what the fuck we get as fans. It's, how stupid is that bullshit? It's funny how that so, turned into could be one of the most entertaining week one matchups to who cares at all. With that one, that went from, yeah, that went from really cool to what the fuck. In two seconds. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I think Baker Mayfield is a solid, solid upgrade from Sam Darnold. Like you said, Malin, unfortunately, he's kind of getting there late. It's July now. It's like, damn, you only got a couple months to get this thing together. Um, this kind of reminds me of uh, when Cam Newton came to the Patriots late in the the summer a couple of years ago. And it was like he just 
never seem to completely get into that rhythm, um, which I would imagine part of the the reason was because he was kind of late to the party. Um, and it and just he got it, COVID. Right, he got and COVID. yeah, he got COVID in once. He, he was balling until it got COVID. Yeah, the first three weeks, Cam Newton was balling. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it is the Panthers. I mean, they've shown <laughs> they're not the greatest run organization. Um, they just got uh, Ben McAdoo as their offensive coordinator. This is his first year there, so now Baker's going to be working with him. And it's like Ben McAdoo's like, well, I just got here too. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's got the cards are stacked against him again, but hey, this is typically where Baker Mayfield seems to thrive is in these kind of weird situations. So, and another thing out. I think is going to help him though is that Matt Rule is fighting for his job. <laughs> he got that right. And I think that if he plays Baker Mayfield, I think he gives himself another year. If he plays Sam Darnold for most of the season. He's going to get fired. Yeah, he's out of there. But if he, like, I really don't think Baker's going to be the week one starter. I don't think he's going to have enough time in training camp to mm. be able to learn the offense the way that Sam Darnold does. So I do think they'll go into the year with, with Sam Darnold. Um, but I think Baker will be the quarterback at some point. But that rule's fighting for his job, which will give Baker a chance. But it's really going to come, come down to can Christian McCaffrey stay healthy? Yep. He hasn't been able to do that the last couple of years. It doesn't matter what quarterback you got under center. If Christian McCaffrey's healthy, you're going to win more games. Right. It doesn't matter if it's Sam Donald or Baker Mayfield. I'm just glad the Seahawks don't have him. <laughs> last but certainly not least, I threw this in here just for Mainland, of course. Uh, so Russell Wilson over this offseason has been jetting around everywhere, making appearances at playoff games, NBA playoff games, um, giving talks at college graduations, uh, throwing first pitches, and all along the way he's just cheering on his Denver Broncos. He's he's like a, a fucking Broncos diplomat or something. I don't know. He, he's just going everywhere talking about the Broncos, how great they are. Uh, and his teammates are saying, hey, even though he's jetting all over the place, he's still staying in contact with us. He's still being a good leader. So don't worry about him not spending a whole lot of time with the team, per se. He's still doing great. Aylin, what do you think about uh, Russ? First of all, uh, fuck you for making me talk about Russell Wilson more. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Um... He's been doing this stuff for like the last five years. Like ever since he got with Sierra, he's been doing this stuff. Um, he's grown his hair out. He's cut it. He's worn stupid ass clothes. He's gone to galas. He's gone to award shows. You you, you know what I mean? Uh, the only thing different between Russell Wilson now and Russell Wilson like six years ago is um, he wears really weird suits when he's at like award shows and galas. And I don't think he goes anywhere without a Russell Wilson branded hat. Um, it's blue and orange now instead of blue and green, yeah. but it's still a Russell Wilson hat. Good for him. Um, he doesn't really like, have you seen him wear anything Broncos outside of practices? Oh, no, it's a Russell no. Wilson branded gear. 
Um, I think that Russell Wilson is more about his own brand than anything else at this point, and he wants Denver to succeed. But I don't think him doing all this stuff makes him a worse quarterback, or I don't think it's detrimental to him being a leader because I can talk about anything I want about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson made the playoffs with Seattle all but one year that he played for us. And why? Because he's a leader. He wants to win, and he's a winner. You put talent around him, he's going to win. Denver does have a talented team, so I do think they will win. I don't think they're going to be as good as other people might think they will be in the AFC West because they're stacked. But what he does in the offseason doesn't have anything to do with the type of mentality he has when it comes to football. So I think he's fine. Um, I think Denver is going to be fine. Um, this has been Russell Wilson for like the last five or six years. Just haven't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, seems like it. Uh, so on that note, we will actually take a break this time. <laughs> no no uh, joke there. So, yeah, we'll take a break. We'll be back in seven and a half minutes, and we may or may not have G-Money for you on the other side of the break. So, we will be back. Remember to follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at AFR Sports. That's it, AFR Sports. Now back to the show with your hosts, Jalen, Shaquille, and Malin. was great. <laughs> Flawless. Welcome back to the show, folks. You will have to uh, just not mind our <laughs> housekeeping here. Not used to having a uh, third person on. I couldn't figure this until just now. But uh, anyway, hope you guys had a good break. We have G Money on the show. G Money, you want to say hi? Yep. I don't know if he can hear us. Can you hear us, G Money? It's <laughs> <laughs> kicking hell on me. <laughs> Gary, can you hear us? <laughs> this show's crazy. Uh, everybody, hope you're all enjoying the show. Yep. One of the best shows on YouTube, TikTok, and. Uh, I can hear you guys. I don't know if you can hear me, but I can definitely hear you guys. <laughs> Are we having a delay? As well? Yeah, like me, reveling right a, like a five. That's because I'm on the West Coast. We're, we're gonna blame it on Comcast cable and the West Coast, because you know we get West Coast gets blamed for a lot of shit, and we were destroying the Pac-12. <laughs> hey, well, he's already drinking, so. <laughs> Might be because he's on the West Coast. <laughs> what time you gotta be to work in the morning, Millen? Me? Yeah. Six thirty. Don't even bother going to sleep by the pace of this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just go ahead and just. Yeah, well, uh... <laughs> All right, G Money, we're about to take a shot here. Maybe halfway I mean, through the segment. Got his He's been holding that All shot. Right, let's go, fellas. <laughs> That's ten minutes. <laughs> Ready for it. G Money, what are you taking a shot of? 
doing um, Old Forester 1920. Okay. So I think we have about... Old Forest and Nineteen Twenty is good. I think we got about a three to four second delay. So when we asked you money a question, we got to give about three to four seconds. That's all right. All right, <clears throat> let's hop money. into uh, <laughs> let's hop into the, the what's up with that for this week. So this is where we, of course, let you guys know what is bothering us. What is weighing heavy on our sports hearts this week that we just need to bring up and discuss with amongst the group. Um, anybody want to volunteer to go first, Shaq? I will go first so y'all can ridicule me, get out of your systems, and then continue. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. Um, as much as we can criticize Westbrook for being a cancer to his team in the whole role, addition to the Lakers. Yeah, all I, those things. Yes. I still think there's one person I believe to still be a worst toxin to their team in Westbrook is our wonderful friend Ben Simmons and the whole a toxin to his team. You know what we do get from Westbrook? Availability. <laughs> this man has been probably the most consistent person still on the Lakers. For the most part, he's still there. He's still want to try his best he still throws up the shots. He's still there for the plays. You <laughs> know, he's throwing up them shots. All <laughs> you right. know who he doesn't, doesn't do that? Ben Simmons. This man's afraid to shoot even free throws, I still believe, to this day and age. This man refuses to do anything other than drive to the hoop, whether the lane is there or not. And then when he realizes he's doing bad, I am injured. <laughs> I need to miss the rest of the season and not play. So is your, your what's up with that is you think that Ben Simmons deserves more ridicule than ben Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. And when it comes to, he gets being loved to ridicule Westbrook on a whole for the cause of Lakers' failure, <laughs> which partially is. But I do believe Ben Simmons, who was supposed to be this big addition to Brooklyn, played <laughs> negative 10% into Brooklyn at all, did not do much at all for Brooklyn. Just I hated Ben Simmons on a whole. I have much more respect on Westbrook. <laughs> As a player, to be honest with you, and anything else than Ben Simmons will ever be as a player, to be honest. But that's just me. <laughs> okay. That was weighing heavy on Shaq's heart, man. In response. Fuck Ben Simmons. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Did Shaq just defend he Russell did. Westbrook on this show? <laughs> that is... That is... What just happened? I need to pinch myself to know... Okay, I'm still awake. That is... This man spent his whole life trashing Russell Westbrook and then found the one person that's worse than him decided that is what's up with that. <laughs> that is, yes. that is, God that is awesome. My what's up with that directly ties to this. And G Money, I'm going to go to you first on this. These trade rumors that we've been hearing of since the Nets with the Nets and Kyrie's there. Kyrie for Russell Westbrook. Now, trade one cancer for another. <laughs> Trade ovarian for breast cancer. 
<laughs> you are indeed trading two <laughs> toxic answers for another. G Money, what do you think about that specific trade rumor, the Westbrook for Irving uh, deal? <laughs> he just heard it. <laughs> How much of a delay is there? Not gonna happen. Okay. This man but, is still um, listening to Ben Simmons' conversation. Harry's a better shooter, but he only plays like one tenth of the season. So you got him for like. 15, 20 games. I mean, the hell. You might as well just stay with Westbrook. I mean, really, he wasn't what what he averaged this, this season? 17 points. On a good day. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are working with some kind of wicked delay here. Thank you. Stop. <laughs> I don't. This is this is crazy. Um, no, I, I I don't think the Kyrie Irving Russell Westbrook. I, I got eight, eight or nine rebounds and like five <laughs> or six assists. I mean, no. And and aside from that, <laughs> see, this is why Kyrie Irving won't come to L.A. because. The earth is round. <laughs> oh, that was that was good. Um, I, I I I don't know. I think that Kyrie Irving would be a little bit better on the Lakers than uh, than Westbrook. I just don't think because Kyrie Irving can do one of two things. One. He can play off the ball. If it, were, if it were flat, we wouldn't have this three-second delay. It wouldn't, but we do. So we're going to run with it. It's a round earth. It's almost like our signal is bouncing off of Shaq's forehead before it gets to it. G-Money. <laughs> That's what's happening. This is why you're not going to go to sleep Shaq before work. <laughs> That's right here. Lord, man. <laughs> Can you imagine when we get to the uh, the conference? Oh my god, damn it! <laughs> Manlin, what's your what's up with that this week? Um, uh, well, out my, what's, my what's up with that is that the Earth is round, and what the fuck is taking so long? It's a goddamn delay. So it's kind of irritating me. Like I don't even know what happened to G Money. I see a cord. I don't know if he fell down. Oh, nope, it's coming back. Uh, wow, he just teleported. <laughs> uh, anyways, Comcast. So my my my. What's up with that is what is? Uh, I just think sports in general is starting to lose audience of the common person. Is is my belief? Like the contracts so crazy the amount of money that people make it it makes them like detached from 
from reality. And I think the more that professional athletes make, I think the more that we as the fans, like we don't understand, they don't understand us and we don't understand them. Um, with all the trades that happen, all the free agency, it gets harder and harder to root for a particular favorite player um, in any sport because you don't know how long they're going to be there. Buy a jersey one year, you get it. So like you know, who, like like who Brooklyn. you telling? Who you telling? Like, well, like you, yeah, like you get excited that you know, like like Brooklyn signs Kevin Durant three years ago. You get excited about it. three years later, you might have bought his jersey. Now all of a sudden, he wants out. Um, you know how many wide receivers demanded <laughs> trades and got out in the yeah. NFL this year? Um, it just seems like it. It gets harder and harder to root for individual players because you don't know how long, how invested you can get in them because you don't know how how long they're going to play for your favorite team. Gone are the days of knowing that, yeah, you know what, we got this great young person. that We know that we can at least root for them for 10 years. Those days are gone. Um, and that, 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 that's kind of sad for the fan. Um, so I wish that we could change that. I don't think we can. Um, but it, it's just kind of unfortunate that when your favorite team has a really good player, you can't bank on them being there for the better part of their career. Um, they're probably going to leave at some point. Yeah. My, <clears throat> I think I mentioned this on the show before. My dad is a very big Nets fan. Uh, we're from New Jersey. I grew up there. Um, he's a, very big Nets fan. So when they got Durant and Irving in these past few years, he's obviously been very excited that they were there. And literally within like a day, because we had literally, like, I just saw him. Like, I think when we did this last week's episode, I saw him in person. We were talking about basketball. And, you know, he was talking about the Kyrie deal and hoping that they resign him. And then the next day, he texted me. <laughs> Well, that's that's <laughs> unbelievable. Which is understandable, because like, look at me who has jerseys of Steelers players. I got these jerseys, wore them for like a good season, maybe two seasons, and all of a sudden, these people are dispersing. I, me who want to buy other jerseys of Steelers, I'm afraid to spend the money because you no know, jerseys aren't cheap. Right, yeah. <laughs> to buy them and be like, I'm gonna buy it, and then these goons are gonna leave. You're better off buying like older jerseys, getting your <laughs> Roethlisberger jersey or Palumalu jerseys. They're probably uh, a better investment than getting these same. current players' to, jerseys. To be fair, no, nobody twisted your arm and made you buy a Juju. <laughs> nobody. That was that nobody was did, but let's, it's that same aspect of you getting having a Russell Wilson jersey. Heaven forbid this man wins a ring with the Broncos, has a great dynasty with the Broncos, and it's kind of like I have well, this. <laughs> I will say this about Steelers mm-hmm. that y'all had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, and you lost them within like 18 months. So I, I do get yeah. that. Yeah, and I have, I think, uh, I think I have eighteen Seahawks jerseys, and the only current jersey I have right now is Tyler Lockett. 
Um, now, I have had some misses like you, Shaq. Um, I got a Jimmy Graham jersey. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. That was fun. <laughs> um, and I also got a Thomas Rawls jersey, who was the running back that uh, had a great six games once Marshawn Lynch got hurt. And then uh, broke his ankle and was against Baltimore in 2016. Never heard of him again. Uh, bought that jersey. That was cool. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of right. My, you, my jersey is kind of You suck. know, the only people I pray for because of the stupidity are people who went out and bought Tom Brady jerseys. Like, why? Why did he go out of his way to the four man that you know? That you know. Like the Tampa Tom Brady Yeah, Tampa Tom Brady jersey. So you, you know we're going to spend two, maybe three years max with your team before <laughs> retiring. But you went out and bought, spent couple, probably close to two hundred dollars worth for a jersey to get you one product. Yeah, to get one ring, to get one ring though out of the situation, you know who? Shit, I'll take a ring. But like, look, <laughs> that's because it's Tampa. It's Tampa. They're not used to getting rings. Well, yeah, exactly. Then I, I guess that's the rationale. Whereas you, as a Patriots fan, I was like. I mean, I don't blame right. the Tampa because it's not like he's going somewhere else after this. Yeah, because he's retiring. You know right. he's going to retire soon after leaving right. the team. Right, so it's like you can buy a, a, jersey, a Tampa Tom Brady jersey comfortably because you know that's it. Like, I, I buy this and he'll retire. I, I wouldn't. Here. I personally would invest to go buy. If you, if you buy a jersey of a player and they win a Super Bowl, it's fine. Right, right. Um, but it, it's the people that buy the Kyrie Irving jerseys in Boston. A certain friend of mine. I don't know anybody. Like granted, Jalen. Granted, <laughs> or just... maybe, maybe, maybe you have a Cam Newton Patriots jersey in a closet. That's the relic. One to maybe old relic. Maybe, but, maybe not be a fan of. But my beef with those people is they their most recent jersey before that is like fifteen years ago. Bucks jersey, and then all of a sudden this year they bought a Brady jersey again. It's like you have a total of two jerseys, and there's ten years in separation of of this. It's like, but, it's the, but 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 that's Buccaneers fans though. They the bandwagon, the bandwagon, Tom Brady, the bandwagon thing. You only <laughs> bought years. You only bought yeah. You only bought jerseys in the years that they were doing well. That's the only reason you bought jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> but th- but but that's more on the fan though. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the fans that hey, we got this great person, mm-hmm. and we don't know how long they're going to be there. Like personally, like I would have bought a DK Metcalf jersey already. But he ain't signing an extension. Right. I don't know if he's going right. to be there. It, you know what I mean? Um, I should, as a fan, be able to have the trust and the faith that my team's going to be able to keep him there. But money talks <clears throat> so much in sports. And opportunity talks so much in sports that we're not guaranteed as fans to get the best years of the best players that we draft or we sign. Like they, they could end up going anywhere else. <clears throat> like so, I mean, there's a lot of Chiefs fans that bought a Tyreek Hill jersey. Yep. And this motherfucker's like, in Miami. What the fuck right now? Yeah. See, here's the thing. There's I... no reason that he should be in Miami right. right now, is what I'm saying. Like that that's my what's up with that, is that these players that are generational players. Mm-hmm. There should be a contract structure. There should be a salary cap structure that allows them to keep the players that they draft. And that's why my Seahawks never ended up realizing a bunch of the stuff they could have done because they couldn't pay everybody. Every, eventually, everybody had to leave. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens to every good team. So I don't yeah. know. It's just unfortunate. We still have like an 18 second delay with G Money. 
Probably. I don't know if you can still hear us or not. We'll see. Thanks, so. <laughs> That's my thing about that is, I first when I became the big Steelers fans or chant for them as my team, I didn't have the money yeah. per se personally to put in $150, $120 for the jersey to do all this and everything. Up until recently where I started the whole Juju Brown one I can afford to throw in $120 per se. And even then, that's very yeah, rare. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, that's a long delay, Gary. <laughs> a minute delay. <laughs> Continue. But yeah, it's hey, like hold now. On. Hey, hold, hold on, Gary. When you hear this, I want you to log out and log back in there to see if go. it fixes the delay. We're gonna be in our yeah. AFC. <laughs> this man's gonna randomly click out. <laughs> When you hear this, Gary, log out, log back in, see if it fixes the delay. G Money's still my favorite person. G Money's still my favorite person ever. Only this delay for you. Absolutely. <laughs> favorite person I mean, ever. First of all, he's a Marine. He'll fucking kill you. Oh, don't do that to um, me. <laughs> my only defense is headbutting, and that's they ain't going to get me that far. We, we do not need to see that. <laughs> I think he just heard what I said. I think he's just now about to log out and try to log back in. So that is a hell of a delay we got going on there. But okay, what so but, <laughs> but okay, but but the same thing with like the like like the jerseys that that Shaq buys, right? Mm-hmm. You just bought a Najee Harris jersey, right? But who knows if he redoes his contract after yeah, the well, end of I his know. rookie contract? Right. So, but 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 that's the thing, like. This was the '90s, early 2000s. If if he was on the level of like a, a Danian Tomlinson or a Sean Alexander, right? You get a rookie running back like that, you could expect to have him on your team mm-hmm. for eight to ten years. Now he might be there four years at best, someplace else. And that's what sucks for the fans is that we don't get to enjoy. We don't get to really identify and fall in love with the best players on our teams the way that we used to. Like, Jalen got lucky with Tom Brady for 20 years. Most of us don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got lucky with Russell Wilson for 10 years. I mean, not... shit, Peyton Manning ended up on another team. Look, I got um, lucky with Big Ben for my for, like, me cheering for their Big Ben spent his career at this team. Yeah, it looks like we got a dynasty player who spent literally his career at a team, and then we got to enjoy seeing him from beginning to end. Whether or not the last year or so has been rough watching him, but he's still a Hall of Famer quarterback, yeah. and <clears throat> this man's G-Money's yeah. That might now. be the first good it. thing I've heard you say about Big Ben since, uh, <laughs> since I've joined. <laughs> Westbrook, Big Ben? You know the only like, person you can't stop. 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 Don't go down that sudden, dark Big road. Ben's not here. Now all of a sudden, Shaq is missing the shit out of Big Ben. Jell- hey, Shaq, let me pre- no, hold, hold on. Son, he starts. Do you have a Ben? Do you have a big Roethlisberger jersey? I not yet. 
I was waiting to retire, yep. so now it becomes <laughs> <laughs> what? What? twenty years. Not yet. <laughs> this man talking about how he's lucky that he got to experience all this with Big Ben and never even bought his jersey. No, because now, I you know lie. you know what I predicted him this goofy ass looking motherfucker to just switch teams randomly last year. He wasn't when, switching when, nothing. When, Tom Brady switched. Stop when, it. Oh, I like he wasn't out. That was Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> When, when did you become a fan of the Steelers, Shaq? Uh, when I really started getting into football in my childhood, I had a friend that when was I would that? like elementary when middle school. Year? Elementary middle school, when I had oh, a friend. Year. I, this fan was a spit out like a random year of like 2005 to this Two thousand five to this motherfucker. Like I know exactly what year. No, I was just putting out a year, but like. Me as a kid in elementary and middle school, I can't give you an exact year. I don't recall this twenty years ago, almost of trying to tell you of when I became a football fan of a specific team. <laughs> became a football <laughs> fan when they won a Super Bowl. That's when he became a fan. <laughs> my family, yeah. look, as my family is first generation here in America, I do not have the thrill of living with a family that watched football. <laughs> Nobody in my family gives a shit about football. I was the first person to actually sit here and watch football in my household. Hold on, real quick. G Money, give me a thumbs up when you hear this. There you go. Smoke signals. Um, yeah. Uh, to, to, to close this segment out. My, my, I mean, my dad has a bunch of Nets paraphernalia, but he refuses to get any kind of jersey or anything like that because... He he's not trying to, like you just said, he loves them, but he he knows that these dudes are here today, gone tomorrow type deal. So thumbs up. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that thumbs. was like a thirty second delay. <laughs> it's all, all good though. It's all good. We'll cue yeah. him up thirty seconds into whoever's record. Like I is said, given. Yes. Mailing, you are not going to bed tonight. We will just give him the floor when it's his turn to talk about the AFC East because he's right. not going to be able to rebuttal things. I do not work tomorrow, so I'm okay with whatever pace go. we're going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. All right. We're going to get into the uh, record predictions for the AFC East. Now. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to start off with the uh, New York Jets. Um, let me give a little little preface for this. So we did this last year. So basically, if we start now, eight divisions, it's two months. If we do one division a week. Uh, by the time that we're done with this, the NFL season will just be kicking off. Like the next week that uh, after we finish this segment. So uh, this is why we like to start this in July so that it gives us something to keep talking about football every week up until the season actually starts. Um, so we're going to start off with the AFC. <clears throat> we'll work our way through the four AFC divisions, and then we'll switch to the NFC. Um, so I figured why not start with my very own AFC East. Um, and we will start off with the New York Jets to begin with. Um, so the way this is going to work, at least for this week, it'll change up next week just a little not really for you guys at home but for us it'll change up a little but i will mark down this week as we go what everybody says just so i have it on record um but next week that probably won't be necessary so um yeah 
we will start with the Jets. Uh, we'll go one person at a time, and then we'll rotate to the next team in the division. Um, Shaq, would you like to go first predicting the Jets' schedule? All right. So I'm seeing week one, they're going up against Baltimore. I see that as an L going up week one against Baltimore. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's like I said, Baltimore. Week two, the Browns, I feel like homeboy will not be playing so yeah still an l for the jets for this one (laughs) 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 that guy makes difference an l to cincinnati cincinnati i don't care who's paying quarterback week four for the steelers they're still gonna catch an l to the steelers an l to miami i'm sorry miami just got that much better and by week five, I'm hoping Miami has figured out some sort of kinks. L to Green Bay, L to Denver, <laughs> L to Buffalo. I mean, L to New England, then L to Buffalo. L to New England. <laughs> they actually, their first L, I mean, the first dub might actually come to Chicago. Oh, yeah, the first dub to Chicago. Um, L to Minnesota, L again to Buffalo. They win against Detroit. All right. Um, I say they get a good streak on here. They win against Jacksonville. Ooh, two wins in a row, baby. <laughs> An L to Seattle. Okay. And then an L to Miami. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Shaq has winning three games. <laughs> yes, they may be at most win five games this year by some lucky fluke. But I do, they got a very interesting or rough schedule. Can we be honest that this team has the Jets? The Jets have a rough schedule. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> look, they're easy. Look at their schedule. The fact that the easiest teams they got is Jacksonville, Detroit, and maybe Chicago, which is the team they beat. Everybody else is just very much a competitive team for them. The Jets. Yeah, <laughs> um, Mainland, you can go next when you feel like you are getting about 30 seconds towards your end. You can queue up G-Money. Um, I mean, I didn't know we were doing like every single game. I thought we were just giving like records. Um, so I have, hold on, I have the Jets winning week 12. (laughs) 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 And and I also have the Jets winning week 15. So he's even worse than me. He has his team winning two oh. wins for the season. Yes. I have the Jets. Because I did every single game so the season. I, no, hold on. I have the Jets going 2-15. and 15. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Week 12 and week 15, I think. They're 0-12 oh in the conference. 0 oh, 6 in their division, 2 6 at home, and 0 oh, 9 away. So his whole prediction lasted 30 is, seconds. <laughs> is what I have. So, so G Money, 
if you can figure yours out in the next 30 seconds, that'd be cool. I'd be surprised um, if anyone... I probably have the most optimistic of the jet schedule out of all four of us. <laughs> <laughs> With one more win. <laughs> I think I have You them, have a three-win jet. I have them with you as well. I have them going three and 14. <laughs> Okay. Jesus. So G Money's looking right now because he saw what Shaq was doing, so he's trying to figure out what it is he had because he has a lot of papers like me here. This man's so old. So he's going to start going at any moment. He's old school. Look at him. You pr- did you print out your record for this G Money? <laughs> at this point, G Money, yeah. just it's easier just to tell us which week like Malin did. Or which, like this man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's trying to find a win for the Jets. And he still ain't caught up. <laughs> Jet, there's a lot of paper. Yeah, I did. Look at this man. I got to teach you. I have the Jets. Well, hold on. Maybe I only have to win two games. Now, let's see. That's a lot of paper. For the Jets. Look. <laughs> For a team that most of us okay. can't even name more than Back three the players. Jets going four. four and 13. Four and 13. Let's go. <laughs> Who are they beating? <laughs> can't ask him that. He won't know for another minute. Winning week nine with an upset of Buffalo. Uh, bu- I have winning week 12 Let's go. against the Bears. Buffalo. Upset a week. Buffalo. The half team break their ankles in the bus accident. Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so for our sake. At this point, I don't know what I'm stopping at. But, you know. <laughs> Beating Chicago. Yes. Okay. There's three. And then week fifth week fifteen against uh Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> so we all have them for the most part beating the same teams except for this man. Things that for some reason they beat Buffalo. And week, week sixteen against uh the, the, I think he said it, right? Week 16. Whoever the name week 16. Oh, that's Jacksonville. Yeah. Who's the fourth win, though? Oh, that was it. I guess I... Uh, well, I was figuring out. <laughs> no, <laughs> Apparently, he's the most no optimistic one. person on this fucking four. roster. Um, Yeah, I... Afro goes into, into New York thinking, hey, we've got this one, and, uh, you know, the chest upset him. <laughs> Yeah. Well, how much optimism they get? We just talked about oh, how. Buffalo. I was about to say we just no, talked no, no, about no, how that East. Be, that should be the fourth win: Chicago, Detroit, Buffalo, Buffalo. and Jacksonville. Okay. Gotcha. All right, they just. Did we just talk now, about how East wait. being thought Buffalo was the best team, and then all of a sudden we? Oh no, <laughs> we did. But here, but here's the thing, though, Shaq, is that uh, G Money and I we went through the entire NFL schedule and we picked every game already. So we, but the problem with that is that you you have to also be able to predict 
who's going to lay an egg. Right. Because if you just go through the schedule and you think, oh, they should beat this team, they should beat that team, they should beat this team, you're going to end up with, you know, like Minnesota 15-1, and one, okay, um, when, 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 when you look at those schedules. So you have to be able to predict when they're going to be able to lay an egg too. So, you know, that type of game could be one of those type of sleepers because when he's picking all those Buffalo games, he might think that, oh, you know, they're riding the train, they're going into to New York, and then all of a sudden they lay an egg. So because every good team lays an egg. I mean, hell, the year that uh, Kansas City won the Super Bowl, they laid an egg to Oak, or Oakland at the time at Kansas City. Yeah. Yep. So it, it, it can't happen. So... Yeah, <laughs> oh, we're all two, three, and four, right? On on the Jets. Sorry about that, Zach Wilson. Sorry about your luck, Chief. I'm not sorry. <laughs> we're gonna move into Miami next. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Miami's gonna be an interesting one here, Shaq. You can go right ahead. First game. Where's his first game at for New England? That's why I didn't investigate into. It is in New England. Uh, so I take I say that uh, since oh, wait. I'm sorry. It is in Miami. My bad. That's where it draws a sketchy. I say Miami gets his first game off the bat purely because New England doesn't quite know what to expect out of this new roster for New England kind of to degree. But I do say they lose to Baltimore. They lose to Buffalo. Lose to Cincinnati. They beat the Jets. They also beat Minnesota. Um, I'm trying to keep my own bias like out of this. I say they lose to Pittsburgh, they beat Detroit, they beat Chicago. Um, I don't know how long the suspension or what. I say they lose to the Browns. Also, they got their bye week. They beat Houston. They beat San Fran. They lose to the Chargers. Lose to Buffalo. Lose to New England. I mean, lose to Green Bay. Lose to New England and beat the Jets again. Hmm. You're gonna win eight games. Yeah, I see them winning. I can see them winning eight games <clears> in <throat> the season. What's that? Eight and nine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um Malin, go ahead. You you go ahead, Jalen. I'm trying to <clears throat> catch up right. with the way you guys are doing this here. Gotcha. Um, so I have them beating New England week one in Miami. It'll be September hot as hell. Um, they should win that one. Uh, Baltimore, I also have them losing that. Buffalo, I think they will get the best of Buffalo early in the season. They'll play them at home. It'll still be very hot. Um, I think Miami will take advantage of that one. Uh, Cincinnati, I also think they lose that one. They'll beat the Jets. They will beat the Vikings at home. I can't see them beating the Steelers. They will go on a nice winning streak starting here. They will beat Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, Houston, and San Francisco uh, before they lose to the Chargers, the Bills, the Packers, and New England later in the year. In the last game of the season, they will um, get up on the Jets. So I have them winning one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games this year, going ten and seven. That's a really good season for Miami. 
right there. I mean, it's only two games, two wins better than you have them. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. There's a couple of teams that just don't, cannot. I my I think Miami will be a a very well not very good, but they'll be a good football. Team, we'll see how Tyreek fits into that too. That offense. So, um, I was able to figure out the weeks that they are going to win, but I don't necessarily know their opponents because I was just flushing through stuff here. Uh, But I see Miami going 7-10. and They're going to go 4-8 and in the conference, 3-3 and in their division, 4-4 and at home, 3-6 and on the road. I see them winning Jalen at week one. See them winning week five, week six, week eight, week nine, week twelve, week eighteen. So of them win. Okay. See them beating New England, the Jets, the Vikings, Detroit, Chicago, and the Jets again. Yes, and the only reason why I really think that they're going to beat. New England one time is that they always beat New England one time right. it seems um, so so yeah so those are my wins so uh, whenever G Money is ready he can start telling us who he thinks is going to win but we can kind of fill it until he starts talking so what's else favorite color so, I just, I just love all the papers that G Money has. He's going old school. G Money is like a fucking librarian right now. Uh, <laughs> it is awesome. That. Brought out the okay. Paper. So I got the Dolphins going six and eleven. Oh, I have them winning week one against uh, the Patriots. I have them winning week two against. Baltimore, and I have them losing week three against Buffalo, and then week four I have them losing against Cincinnati. <laughs> I have them uh, beating the Jets in week five. Um, I have them losing in week oh. six against Minnesota. <laughs> and week seven, they. I have them beating Pittsburgh oh, in week met, seven. Sir. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yo. All these six wins and one of them's. Yeah, why? This man just like basically fuck Shaq in the show. <laughs> so he only has one more win from now until the rest of the season. Week eight, losing to Detroit. Like 10 week week nine, should I say. Week 10. Wow, he hasn't <laughs> losing to Detroit. But they, but they got to beat Steelers, though? They can't beat Detroit? He just heard what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
said there. <laughs> Week 10, they beat Cleveland. Yeah, because, you know, the Central sucks. I know it's a good thing about six minutes to hear what I say right now, but like the fact that you say we are less than Detroit right now in our game. They lose to the. Uh, hold on. In fact, you know, week 13, 14, 15, I think I, I have them playing Pittsburgh and beating them all three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I have them losing to the 49ers. <laughs> this man really yeah. saying the Miami Dolphins are going to beat us every fucking week of this season. <laughs> yeah, he said that. <laughs> I, You were my favorite guest of the show, but where's Brady the GOAT? Where's Brady the GOAT on this show? This man, the level of disrespect to come on here. Not only do I look, yeah. <laughs> my god, this man just hate come on to show purposely to hate me. <clears throat> okay, oh, it's week nine. It was out of order. I have them losing to Chicago on, in week nine. That's not what I'm worried about. <laughs> Okay, um, so I'm pretty sure that so was he has seven. him at six wins. Yeah, six and eleven, and most of the wins towards Pittsburgh, but it's not another here, another there. <laughs> All right, you're lucky. I got, I still got the utmost, utmost respect for you, so I just leave all, just leave it to the side, whatever. Your opinion's your opinion. <laughs> okay, whatever. Let's keep it moving. We were coming up on midnight here. This show is great. I, I told you, man, they ain't even going to go to sleep. He's going to sit here. He's going to drop his Starbucks right after this. It's all right. <laughs> At this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we talking about next? We are going to go into uh, the Patriots here. Let me hide the Dolphins. All right. As we shouldn't. Um. Yeah. So we're going to New England. Uh, Shaq, you can go ahead. Um, they're gonna take an L, like I've discussed, take an L to the Dolphins. Um, as much as I love my Pittsburgh, I say they beat our Pittsburgh here. Um, it's pretty rough in this schedule. I say they catch an L to Baltimore, catch an L to Green Bay, Green Bay on a point to prove this season. Um, they beat Detroit. They beat Cleveland. Beat Chicago, beat New York, 
be in and opposite. Y'all already got a cushy schedule this season. Really, dude. They <laughs> they beat the Jets again. They beat Minnesota. I say they catch an L to Buffalo. They beat Arizona. They beat Las Vegas. They beat Minnesota. I mean, not Minnesota, Cincinnati. I'm sorry, my vision giving out on me with this vi- with this print that's going on. Um, they beat Miami, and I say they beat Buffalo because at this point they're making sure they got something to prove. So that's where I'm at. All right. See, so you have my Patriots going. One, two, three. You only have us losing four games. Thirteen Look, and four. I'm honest. Let's go. I'm honest. Yeah. I even give y'all beat my own team on the schedule. Purely because, damn, man, I'm I'm sorry, my team is transitioning from going to Hall of Fame quarterback to whatever the 32 quarterbacks we have on the roster. <laughs> what do you think the Patriots are still doing? Like, Jesus <laughs> Lord. And any one of their quarterbacks is still better than any one of the 32 that we have. Oh, our... I assure you, not all of them. Uh, most of them. We got eight-inch picket over here walking around acting like he's shit, but it's all right. If that man wins you 10 games this year, I I don't want to hear nothing from you. (laughs) If he wins his 10 games this year, I'm losing my mind. I'm buying a picket jersey. This man wins us more than 10 games this season. I will go next, Jalen. So I have New England going 11-6 and overall. They're going to lose week one. They're going to win week two. They will win week three against Baltimore. They will win week four against Green Bay. I have them... Let's see, where the hell are they on this one here? Nope, they have to win on this. Oh, they're winning against Detroit, obviously, in week five. Um, that would be terrible. If you guys lose Detroit in week five, like, just fuck your team. Uh, they'll win week six against Cleveland. Um, week seven, I have Chicago. Yep, that that's a win. Um, week eight, they're going to beat the Jets. Week nine, they are going to do what? Lose to the Colts in week nine is what I have. Week ten, I have them. That's their bye week on week ten, so they're not playing anybody. Week eleven, they're going to beat the Jets. Week twelve... I see them losing to Minnesota. Week 13, they'll lose to Buffalo. Week 14, they will... The hell are they in week 14 here? Uh, Arizona. Arizona. Where do I have them in Arizona? Oh, they beat Arizona in week 14. Uh, week 15, they'll beat the Raiders. Week 16, they'll beat the Bengals. Week 17, they'll beat the Dolphins. And week 18, 
Who did they play week 18? Uh, they'll lose to the Bills. So I have them 11 and 6, 7 and 5 in the conference, 3 and 3 in their division, 6 and 2 at home, and 5 and 4 on the road is where I have the Patriots, and that breaks my heart to give them 11 and 6 because I fucking hate them. Um, but that's where I have them. Um, I'm following suit saying that we lose week one in the heat of Miami. We will lose to the, we will beat the Steelers. We'll lose to the Ravens and the Packers. Then we'll go on a winning streak against Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, New York, Indianapolis, and then New York again. Um, I do think that we'll lose to Kirk Cousins in the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Um, I think that we'll get the best of Buffalo at home on December 1st. Um, Going to Arizona, I think we lose that one. We will go to Vegas next and somehow, someway win that one. Um, Beat the Bengals. We're all in agreement so far on that one. And then lose the last two games of the season because that's just what we seem to do. Um, So I have us with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. G Money, go ahead and start nine, selling us the list. Yeah, go ahead, G Money. Uh, yeah, I have us going ten in seven. One thing we all agree upon is that for some reason we all lose week one and beat us in the Steelers week two. Is what we all we all, <laughs> all, we all agree upon so far. Something tells me G Money is saying fuck the Steelers, so he's also agreeing upon that. <laughs> We do. We we agree on that. I don't know why necessarily. Um, it's my team, but I'm trying to be very realistic this season, and that's where I'm at. Team Money, please do not wait for us to stop talking and start saying your list. <laughs> While you're talking, talking, if you hear us start talking, don't even worry about just it. Just start talking. We'll stop talking when we hear you. It's okay. I have New England going 7-10. and 10. Week 1, I have them losing to Miami. Wow. Seven Week and ten. Two, I have them losing to Pittsburgh. What? Ego Shaq. That makes no sense. Week three, no, I have them. I have them beating Baltimore. It makes no sense. Not really bit. How's Miami beating us, but New New, New, New England can't beat us? To Green Bay. <laughs> Week five, I have them beating Detroit. Week six, I have them winning against Cleveland. Week seven, I have them beating Chicago. Week eight, I have them beating the Jets. Week nine, I have them losing to Indianapolis. Week 11, I have them beating the Jets. Week 12, I have them losing to Minnesota. Week 13, I have them losing to Buffalo. Week 14, I have them losing to Arizona. Week 15, I have them losing to Vegas. Yeah, about to lose out of us this season. Yeah, clearly. Week 16, I have them losing to Cincinnati. 
Week 17, they finally get a win and beat Miami. And then week 18, they close out the season with an, another L losing to Buffalo. I don't understand how they Ooh. beat my team. Not to be the negative person, but <laughs> we, got Ma- we got Miami beating us on multiple occasions, but... On multiple occasions, you guys play them once. <laughs> but I just still feel like we can't beat Miami, but beat New England. <laughs> That's every dog has their day, Chef. <laughs> uh, we the Chihuahuas of the league right now, so it's very concerning. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Uh, on to the Buffalo Bills here. I think we're all agreeing we'll win the division. Mm-hmm. That's because Tua is more athletic than um, Matt Jones. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay, so we will round this out with Buffalo Shaq. You can go right ahead. I, I see them losing week one to L.A. I see them beating Tennessee. What do I have them so far with Miami? Do, are they raise question? I don't uh, want to contradict we'll myself. No. Miami, you have them losing the first game, and you have them losing both. So basically, the Bills beat the Dolphins twice in your book. Okay, so they're losing first game. They're winning to Tennessee and Miami. I see them. Oh, I see them also. I see them losing against Baltimore, beating Pittsburgh, losing against Kansas City. I say they upset Green Bay, beat New York, beat Minnesota, beat Cleveland, beat Detroit. Um, I say they lose this first game to uh, double check me. <laughs> what is this? Uh, week thirteen. Yes, so the Bills win that one. So they win this game against New England week week thirteen. <clears throat> they beat New they beat New York in this game. Are they beating Miami too? Also in this wonderful, yes they they beat Miami. They beat Chicago. They beat Cincinnati. Man, I'm just making sure. I don't want to say one thing and then be kind of like. You're a Steelers fan and a Heat fan. You say one thing and think another. Don't worry about it. Oh, I'm trying to fuck. And I, I feel like they win out the rest of the season. I feel like they win out the rest of the season. Okay, let me double check. I think you had them splitting. Speaking the mic, Jalen. Yeah, probably good split. radio, by the way. It's unimportant. Um, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> when. Yeah, okay. So you have the Bills will lose the last game against the Patriots. Okay. So, so what is their overall record that Shaq so Overall is 1, 2, 3, 4. So they'll go 13 and 4. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I have 
Buffalo going 15 and 2. Okay. That's 10 and 12 in the conference, 6 and 0 in their division. Sorry about your luck, Jalen. 7 and 1 at home, 8 and 1 on the road. I can make it easy for you. They're going to go 4 and 0. They're going to lose to the Steelers. And they're going to wow. lose to Kansas City. Then they're going to rip off 10 straight wins. That's Ooh. what I have happening. And what, Millen? You ain't that bad after all. You, you enjoy your company. Let's not here. get ahead of ourselves. Oh, Millen, <laughs> it's all right. You, you, if if you want to, you can step above my league. And uh, look, Millen, Millen's wonderful. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yes, he, he, yes, you guys beating the Buffalo Bills, and that's what it took. Huh? <laughs> that's all it took. All like it took. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I am in Shaq's will. Yeah, I will fire there Crackhead tomorrow for Millen. It's all, all right. right. <laughs> I am going to get and G Money. Go ahead and start, Juju. but yes, I will <laughs> fight. I'm going to get Shaq's Juju jersey when he dies. Yes. From now on, when we are at a bar, we'll fight somebody. I'm I will fold. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I, uh, anybody, I will even attempt to fight Mike Tyson from Maryland at this point in time. Forgive me this win. It's all right. For all we know, that's the only one on Maryland's Steelers schedule. Until then, until then, Maryland stands in good rights with me. Okay. We're not thinking about the future. We're thinking about right now. <laughs> we can only live in the I present. I got Buffalo right? going. I got Buffalo going thirteen and four. All right. They lose to the Rams in week one. They beat Tennessee in week two. They beat Miami in week three. They beat Baltimore in week four. They beat Pittsburgh. All right. <laughs> I will watch that crackhead fold you at this Kansas point in time. <laughs> Jalen's taking this so or Shaq's taking this so personally right now. Day. Listen to you give Malin praise right now. He is. Week nine they lose Brad to the Jets. Man. Week ten they beat Minnesota. <laughs> Week eleven they'd actually lose to Cleveland. <laughs> Week twelve they beat uh, Detroit. Yeah, hiccups. Wait. Left. Seven. <laughs> you forgot a sheet of paper. It's <laughs> pamphlet. Week. Week thirteen, they beat New England. Yeah, I'm dead right now. Week uh, fourteen, they beat the Jets. Week 15, they beat Miami. 
Week 16, they beat Chicago. Week 17, they beat Cincinnati. And week 18, they beat New England. There you go. Ah, they beat New England again. Oh, man. God. Whew. It is what happens when the earth is round, people. <laughs> Thank you, Kyrie. <laughs> so great. We told you guys. Technical difficulties or not, he will be here. Make it happen. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh... I would just like to say that uh, there were a lot of trees harmed in the making of these picks. <laughs> a lot of trees. Yeah, fucking trees. We gotta make sure we get these predictions right. <laughs> <laughs> Give a so, damn about none of them birds. But no staples or paper clips. So, for me, though, at the AFC East, I have Buffalo, New England, Miami, and the Jets. Is that what everybody else has? Yes, that's what you With the extra <laughs> one Just different two. records, but that's what everybody else has? Um, Shaq has Buffalo, Miami, New England. Oh shit! Okay. Uh, Head Sorry. Um. Yeah, I have the the Patriots and the the mm-hmm. Dolphins with the same record at ten and seven. Oh, okay. So you don't know yeah. who would actually go to the playoffs, though. Then right. <clears throat> That's why you guys need to use the website that I use because it spills everything out for you when you pick right. all the games. Which we will be doing that next week, so. Yes. So. Alright, well. At least Miami and New England, I guess you guys are flopping them. Um, I think Gary and I are right on New England and the Jets, though. But I think it's going to be Buffalo and New England, Miami and the Jets. I think the AFC East is actually one of the easiest divisions uh, that we can actually pick. Um, yeah. Outside of the, um, I think the NFC North is like the second easiest division that we're mm. going to end up picking, based on the picks that I did. Um, it's going to be that one's going to be easy. The rest of them are actually pretty tough. Yeah, so. yeah. There, there's a lot more pickums in other divisions. I well, feel like by then we have other choices lined up and it kind of makes it, I guess, easier for them pick and choose. So. Yeah, well, once we start using this website next week, we'll do everything at once. So we won't pigeonhole ourselves in like we did last year. God bless last year's choices. <laughs> that, was an, that was an adventure last year for picking yeah, games. I heard you guys got yourselves in a little bit of a pickle. <laughs> That's when Shaq had the Colts winning That's like scary. one game. Because <laughs> that was the last team we picked was the Colts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he had them winning like one game. <laughs> Rough season. Oh. You know what? This show, you guys get to live through the experiences of this show with Shaq us. also. 
Dak also had Carolina winning three games last year, and he was pissed after Carolina went three and zero. He was losing his goddamn mind. It was that too. He was because I didn't start being a regular on this show till September 29th, and that was after the third week. So I got to hear all yeah. of it. <laughs> a lot of things happened after the episode of the show. I feel like I started eating socks after the episode of the show. It's just a lot of things. What was that before? <laughs> that, that sock came well before that. I uh, don't know. All that mess, bad, bad moments felt messed together after that sock eating. <laughs> I'm gonna start, are we starting the uh, outro so we can let G Money know so he can say goodbye in a normal time with the rest of us? <laughs> yeah. All right. This is, I think we're saying goodbye for the show. Um. <laughs> It's a great scene, y'all. Yes, we want to thank everybody for listening, for watching. Uh, shout out to the folks on social media that are just seeing our record predictions. You can, you know, take those for whatever they're worth. <laughs> and <laughs> Maitland, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? Melon's not frozen in timing. Oh, oh. We were frozen. My mom came out here and said we were frozen for a few seconds. All right. Uh, gotcha. But we're back. <laughs> I think Morgan would have eaten the sock, though. No. I think you- Morgan would have wussed out on his side of the bet and I would have been upset. Now, what I would have said is if Ryan, if you made a bet with Ryan, Ryan would have eaten the goddamn sock. Ryan would have taken that goddamn thing with about 10 shots and he would have swallowed the fucking sock. I was going to say, we would be going to the hospital with Ryan because his ass would have attempted to swallow the sock. He would have filled it up with peanut M&Ms or something and then ate the whole thing. <laughs> Ryan would have taken five shots, eaten glass, and died. That's what Ryan I, on the hand, was smart enough to know I, me eating the sock is just me chewing on it and spitting back out. But, you know, Ryan would have actually tried to maybe push it through my digestive system and see if it will. But any man that eats uh, IHOP tilapia probably can uphold the sock. <laughs> Wait, he ate tilapia at IHOP? Yes. <laughs> that man has an iron stomach. <laughs> that the hell? That's not even fish. That's not even. They don't even serve fish at IHOP. No, they don't. Not IHOP a, don't serve fish. Another question, Ryan. Ryan's been trying to beg me to try IHOP to lock for the past year. <laughs> <laughs> IHOP puts a bunch of white socks through a meat grinder and fills it with shit and passes that shit off as tilapia once they bread it and fry it. That's what IHOP does. That's disgusting. White uh, socks through a grinder. <laughs> Who the fuck goes to IHOP and says, you know what, I want fish? Who does that? <laughs> Ryan Brown. <laughs> He's a sociopath. He's gonna be on the next True Crimes on Netflix documentary. That's what Ryan's gonna be on. That's disgusting. That is. We need to. There's. There's an intervention that needs to happen with Ryan. If he's eating what he thinks is fish at IHOP. Is he putting syrup on it? What the fuck is he doing over there at IHOP with the goddamn? 
<laughs> we have no idea what oh the, the condiment situation is, but... Hey, Jim Money, give us a thumbs up and you can hear this. I think we'll, the show will be over by then. Uh, <laughs> yep. Probably. <laughs> He's living his best life over there. It's nice talking we'll to you. Figure it out next week, people. All right. Well, you know what? It's only 12.20. Yes, the show is almost Jesus, three hours. <laughs> God bless y'all. This is a whole-ass Lord of the Rings it's, movie in this bitch. It's, it's <laughs> not even the regular season in the NFL. There we go. He finally heard yeah, us. There we go. 30, <laughs> it's only about 45 seconds. Yeah, I'm going to say goodnight to you all. I appreciate yep. being on. Um, <laughs> maybe, we, yeah, maybe we'll figure this out. Well, I said maybe well that he stopped talking. Scared me. I don't know if he just had a brain aneurysm. I don't know what just happened. Um, so let's go ahead and sign off, people. Let's go ahead and kill the the dying dog in the middle of the street while he's breathing his last breath. Let's go ahead and kill it. We'll see you all next week when this show is way better. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen, when you put that finger, you got one ET looking ass. <laughs> you got some long ass fingers there, man. We'll see you all Stop next week. Stop trying to phone home. <laughs> next week, there'll be only a 20 second gap in between Jim Money and the rest of us. God damn this show. All right, bye. <laughs>